2: The best go three of it best. It is showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Eldora Speedway, it's showtime! you you've got a for a rip, often imitated, never duplicated, the greatest show on earth,
1: the world of It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy, because ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime!
0: Set to do battle fourth 30 laps, the green flag is waving.
3: Hello again, it is Winged Nation. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us, Steve Post, and uh, rejoined by Aaron Evernham How are you? I'm good. Very good. How about you? Very good. Very good. Want to give a thanks again to Justin Fiedler sitting in last week. Such a good dude, such a great guy, and love when he gets a chance to sit in. But love having you back from a whirlwind trip of Amelia Island uh, for the uh, car show down there. Yep. And then on down to Florida, where some guy named Ray Everingham got inducted into the uh, Motorsports National, Motor, or what was it? Motorsports, Motorsports Hall, of Hall of Fame of America. Of yep. America, that's yep. what it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sounds like a great uh, couple of. Uh, it was. You know, it was warm, a whirlwind. So it was, though. Yeah. I
4: mean, it was a a lot of late nights and early mornings because I judge at the Concours as well. But uh, Jeff Gordon was the honoree this year at the the Amelia Concours. Yeah, and so that involved you know late nights with Jeff, which are fun, but I, I'm a little old for it. But then you throw in Ken Schrader and oh
3: god i saw oh a picture i saw a picture of you guys with ken schrader the, yeah. we,
4: story time happened on our back deck of our condo on friday night and i think at like one in the morning i was finally like i went and got my sweatpants on like hint hint but man i have never laughed so hard i mean schrader you know this a lot of yeah. people in the racing world knows he's got to be one of the funniest wittiest guys yeah. i know like he throws in those one-liners and then tells the stories of during his career and
3: Yeah. Everyone was entertained. No
4: one went to bed. Everyone just sat there. What a
3: treat. I mean, what a a thrill. And then to
4: go from there to go to the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America, and you're seeing these guys like, you know, Hurley Haywood and Peter Brock and like all all forms of motorsports. Um, Larry Dixon from drag racing, Dario Franchitti. It's just really neat to be in a room like that. And then obviously to see Ray... Inter, or inducted into the Hall of Fame. Was, Added to
3: that group. But, yeah. yeah.
4: I mean, the photo of, of the inductees and the list of names from all forms of motorsports, right. not just NASCAR, not just, uh, you know, stock cars. It was, it was really, it was just cool to be in the room.
3: Really cool. One of the people that you have talked about that you've spent some time with uh, down in South Carolina and at other times is Lynn St. James. Yes. Um, I had the privilege of sitting in on a press conference with Lynn St. James on Sunday morning. Um, you have spoken so glowingly of her. Um, I have not been in her presence all that often. The whole press conference, I'm thinking about how glowingly you have spoken of yeah. Lynn St. James and what she's done and what she continues to do is absolutely amazing. And she's one of those non-sprint car people. Uh, <laughs> but what's fascinating about it is is they were asking, are there any young women in the sport? and Hayley Bryson was the, the midget racer was yeah. the first one. Uh, she actually listed a bunch of sprint car racers. Yeah. We, well, maybe I around. give a
4: little influence on yeah. that. I throw out our open wheel drivers. I know I've thrown Jade's name out yeah, there Jade as well. Did, yeah. yeah,
3: and and uh, but she was she was there uh, and tying this back into sprint car racing. Uh, and I'm going to just tie this into our Hefty Racing <laughs> product hot topics. Well,
4: just quickly, you need to ask Lynn the next time you see her about the first time she came to a sprint car race. It was to watch me race, and I will never forget it because oh, really? she walked in with white pants, a white oh, shirt, and white sneakers, no, and I was like, good. "Oh, do you know this where you're at?"
3: That much, wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll have to, I'll have to do that. I'll have to do that. She for
4: reminds sure. me of that that I didn't warn her.
3: Yeah, that. yeah. So Hefty Racing product hot topics. There's not a lot of racing going on. Yeah. Lynn was there, um, and and she was the pace car driver. Oh, uh, by the way, on the parade lap, the pace car got dinged up. No. Because Kyle Larson was starting on the pole position, and when they were taking the one to go, he didn't have her rear wheels jacked off the ground, but he was giving her really good shots. Oh, I said, awesome. I said to the guys on the Q channel, I said, I'm uh, I'm not sure who would enjoy that more. Kyle or Lynn. Yeah. You know, the fact that Kyle oh, Larson sure was roughing her up. She had to be she just like a brake test or
4: something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So,
3: um, but Lynn St. James was there. Part of the reason she was there as the pace car driver But part of the reason she was there was they introduced the 2023 class of the West Coast Stock Car Mm -hmm. Motorsports Hall of Fame. Okay, Lynn is being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, Kevin Harvick is being inducted. Kurt Busch is being inducted. Matt Crafton and Brent Kading. Oh, that's cool. How about that? Brent Kading going into the West Coast. Motorsports slash uh, Stock Car Hall of Fame.
4: Yes, that that's amazing. I mean, and very well-deserved. And how neat to be in that class with such a diverse group. I mean, a successful group.
3: Yeah, I just, there's something about that that just, uh, Brent Kading, I have gotten to know him when I went out there and I, and I did an interview with him for Wing Nation years ago at Auto Club Speedway. And Brent Kading is one of those people where, as you're talking to him, he's so laid back, so low-key. Yeah, You're like, Wait a minute. This is like this. He is he is just like. And when you look at California sprint car racing, there's no Mount Rushmore of California sprint car racing. Exactly. There's Brent Kading. Yeah, you know. I mean, and when you're like, and you're halfway through a conversation, you're like, wait a minute. This is like Brent Kading. This is, you know, I mean, and so um, I just I sat there when they announced that I was so happy. Uh, um, as Brent is, he's he's reflective mm-hmm. in in many instances, and he's appreciative of honors. He's a Sprint Car Hall of Fame inductee, but to have Brent Gating go in, and then I'm with you. Lynn St. James, Matt Crafton, Kurt Busch, Kevin Harvick and Brent Kading. That is a really, really good list of people. Yeah. And it speaks volumes for it speaks volumes for Brent Cading, but it also speaks volumes for Kurt Busch, Kevin Harvick, Lynn St. Yeah. James and Matt Crafton that they're going in with Brent Kading as well.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at it.
3: I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Brent is just he is just one of the genuinely nice people. Yeah. And uh, I was so happy to see that. I was so happy. Last year, I actually went to the ceremony last year. They do that during the
4: Sonoma weekend, right?
3: uh, Yeah, they do it Thursday night of the Sonoma weekend, right in that brand new. Turn 11. Chalet. That is gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. That's at a racetrack? I mean, that's a chalet that should be (laughs) overlooking some luxury ski ski thing. It's beautiful. And Jimmy Sills was inducted last year. (laughs) And Jimmy had some really, really, you talk about Ken Schrader telling stories, well, Jimmy Sills brought some stories. Oh, I heard
4: about it. I yeah, was, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, well, he had some stories that Sprint Car Steve is dying laughing. NASCAR Steve, knowing that all of the brass from all forms of motorsports are sitting at different tables. I'm like... Ooh, there's probably some <laughs> uncomfortable people here. Yeah,
4: no, we were out there a few weeks later.
3: Oh, and you heard? Yeah,
4: they all even the even the workers from Turn Eleven, they they were all talked about the induction yeah, ceremony. He, um, yeah, he
3: he had some he had some Ken Schrader 1 a.m. backport stories that he told in prime time from the podium at this formal black tie affair, yeah. and there there were some people that were probably a little bit uncomfortable. I don't expect that from Brent Kading. Uh, Brent actually said to me, how about Sill's stories up there? Brent actually said that to me after we were talking about it. So um, love it. Congratulations to Brent Kading. Yes. Man, I just think that's awesome. Brent Kading in the Hall of Fame out there. Um, Gosh, that's just. Just when I when I heard that Sunday morning, I'm just like, wow, that is they had a yeah. press release and everything like that. And they tied it in with Lynn being the pace car driver. Yeah. So it was all one big happy, happy thing. So Ken Clapp does such a good job with that organization out there. So man, it's fun. We're we're at a even when uh, my uh, welcome and opening rain, rain, rain. Even <laughs> when uh, even when we have rain, 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 there's still a lot of good things happening in yep. the world. There really truly is. And so and there was some races. Um. Of, of course, this is our this is our now probably twelve year running joke. Pete Walton is still running races. <laughs> you you want to race? And I had one time. Um, I had one time. I was talking to Jimmy Carr when Jimmy was working for Tony Stewart stuff. He said, "When you get tied in with Pete Walton, you're going to run more races than anybody over the course of time." <laughs> and Jimmy, like I had talked to him, it was in the spring, and he then had like. While everyone else had been rained out in California yeah. and got their three Volusia races in, and we're at seven races, Jimmy's like, "We're at twenty-two races already." <laughs> uh, Davey Frannick picked up the win. I, I don't know how many races Davey Frannick has, yeah. but he's got a lot of races in. He's there. Like, this is the second win. Cody Adams and Matt Covington were your top three. They started on the um, the Lucas Oil, or the ASCS uh, West Southwest Tour Central Arizona Speedway. A guy named from Washington, Jake Helsel, won. Um, Dominic Selsey, Corey Day, and then the uh, and I, I I couldn't figure out when these races they were scheduled for Friday and Saturday, and I think that's when they ran. DJ Neto, Dominic Selzy, and Logan Forler were the podium. The next race, so a uh, little bit of racing, three hundred and sixty racing. Fingers crossed that things pick up weather wise. Yeah. But um, man, still just really, really neat, really, really fun stuff. It really truly is. And going to Phoenix is going to Phoenix is always fun because there's such a rich sprint car open wheel history out yeah. there. And you you never make it out there without someone saying, I remember the Copper World Classic. And uh. just fun stuff. So really, really cool. So uh, good times, that's for sure. Today on the program, we're going to talk some Williams Grove. Liam Tense is going to join us. Liam is on the uh, PR social media side up there. And then we're going to talk Hall of Fame with one of our favorites, Joey Saldana, is going to join us. And so really, really great guest lineup. So there you have it. We'll do that in just a little bit. But there's your Hefter Racing product hot topics. The absolute number one pit utility vehicle in sprint car and midget racing is a custom mule conversion from HRP. It starts with a solid platform, dependable, good-looking Kawasaki mule. And, Aaron, it is customized and built to each customer's specification.
4: That's right. There's options like generator, air compressor, shock and radius rod racks. Amazing toolboxes and drawers, LED lighting, walk-on roofs, and more. HRP Mule conversions perform, outlast, and maintain their value better than any other utility vehicle. So HRP Mules raising the standard again in pit utility vehicles.
3: www.hrpracing.com. That's hrpracing.com. Liam Tenza, Liam Tenza joins us next. He's with Williams Grove Speedway. We're going to talk about that great, great racetrack up there in central Pennsylvania.
1: Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world. Featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com. We
3: are back on Wing Nation. I am so pumped up about this, okay? Uh Williams Grove, this is this is just mm. awesome. This, I mean, I don't I don't like rainouts. okay? I don't I mean, I I wish Port Royal would have got their world of outlaw races in. But and, and I wish Williams Grove would have got their opener in. But there's just something awesome about the fact that the World of Outlaws and Williams Grove are gonna open up with a big old party with brand new tires. Beer hills, they're, they're, the the coolers are being iced down. It's Tuesday. I th- this thing is not the way it laid out, but I just think to me this gives us a spectacular, and it's a one day show. Yep. At Williams Grove, it is so good. So, joining us to talk about it, part of the PR and social media team, Liam Tunza joins us. Hello, Liam. How are you? Hey, I'm great, guys. How are you doing? We are well. We are well. How are things looking as you are getting ready to kick off the spring party of the century on Friday night? How are things looking up in your neck of the woods?
5: Uh, things are looking great. It's a little bit windy today, but we're getting ready to kick off the season on Friday. The forecast is looking good so far. Um, it'll be the first time in history that the World of Outlaws will be joining us on opening day, which is amazing in you know, williams Grove's vast history. So we're really excited for that. Um, The atmosphere is going to be amazing between opening day and having the World of Outlaws here. You know, the posse versus the Outlaws battle. It's going to be fantastic.
4: So, Liam, how many weather apps do you all use? Because, (laughs) I mean, any racer, any promoter, any PR person knows how important. And I mean, myself to this day, I think I still have four or five weather apps. But this time of year can be so tricky. And I know my mom lives in Massachusetts and they're getting a blizzard today. So how close do you guys pay attention to all that?
5: Oh, we, we really stay up on it. Everybody, you know, everybody's always checking it and uh, every single day we're always looking to see, you know, what the latest forecast is and everything like that. Try to stay up on it, make the best decisions possible, you know, for everybody involved. Um, So yeah, there are tons of apps and everything, whatever we can get our hands on. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I'm sure it is fascinating. It really is. Liam, the atmosphere, um, the atmosphere, how do you describe there? There might be some people I know this is wing nation, uh, but there might be some people that, that, that are that have jumped on here or just learning are new to sprint car racing. The posse versus the outlaw, the atmosphere when the outlaws roll into town. Just what is that like from your perspective as a guy that kind of beats the drum about this a little bit?
5: Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the mentality and the atmosphere of the rivalry between the PA Posse and the world of outlaws, there's really really nothing like it. I mean, the only thing I could possibly think of, you know, comparing it to would be like Yankees, Red Sox or You know, Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, just that atmosphere of that us-versus-them mentality. And the fans always bring it. Um, You know, the drivers bring it. It's, uh, It's an exciting atmosphere, second to none, in my opinion, in racing.
4: Liam, when you think about this whole rivalry between the Outlaws and the Posse, it seems like last year, recently, the the Posse's really given the World of Outlaws a run for the money, if not taking a little bit of of the lead. What are your thoughts going into Friday night? You know, the World of Outlaws have gotten a few races in. It's opening night for Williams Grove. Obviously, some of those guys were in Florida and have some races under their belt, too. But what are your thoughts going into this season when you look at that rivalry?
1: Yeah,
5: absolutely. You know, obviously, you know, uh, the Outlaws are always strong um most competitive series in sprint car racing but our locals are just as tough uh last season you know lance had we picked up three outlaw wins and he's making history every time he wins here yeah. um brent mark picked up an outlaw win last year so i'd imagine he'd be a contender um you know brad sweet did get one so uh anything's possible uh, on on friday night you know given the the circumstances of it being our first race of the season but i'd look for you know our our strong drivers to still maintain their uh, their winning ways, and I imagine the Outlaws will give us a challenge as well.
3: Liam, when you just said that, it just struck me. Brad Sweet is at the top of the sprint car uh, podium right now, the mm-hmm. top of the sport. He is the top of the sport, and it took him forever to last year yeah. To win at Williams Grove, and that just speaks volumes for where you're at, Liam. I want to talk a little bit about um, beyond that. There was an absolutely great story uh, about three weeks ago. Lenny Salmons uh, sat down with Justin Lowe, the uh, general manager there, and talked about Williams Grove and and the Air Auto Racing News. And I am I love Air Auto Racing News. I wish we had all the old racing trade. I understand the world, but I love <laughs> Auto Racing News. I love racing trade papers. And one of the things that struck me that that you guys there, Justin and Kathy. And you and everybody there as is, is working to, to get some a, a lot of money. The purses beyond the world of outlaw events. The purses keep going in the positive direction. You have various seasons uh, series, the Yellow Breaches series, the Hoosier Diamond series. There's got to be a lot of work and energy putting into this to keep raising the bar at Williams Grove. Can you kind of just describe how you guys are doing it and what some of the things you're looking forward to as this season starts to unfold?
5: Yeah, absolutely. So every uh, every 410 sprint car race at Williams Grove pays a minimum of $5,000 to win, uh, which is amazing. We've added uh, a few two $8,000 to win shows, which are $600 to start and have an over $31,000 total purse, which is amazing. Um, you know, we have seven World of Outlaw races this year. As you mentioned, um, the Yellow Breaches 500 races, which pay $500 to start. We have five of those this year. Um yeah, we're always trying to up the ante for our, our fans and drivers and uh, increasing, you know, that is what's most important.
4: When you look at this year's schedule, you mentioned seven World of Outlaw races. You obviously have the Summer Nationals, the National Open, some of your big, big hits that you have every year. What are some other things on the the agenda this year for Williams Grove?
5: Yeah, so uh, two events that we added this year, we have two tribute races. Uh, on May 26th, we have the Doug S. Tribute, which will be an awesome event for uh, paying tribute to the Hammer. Uh, then we have on September 1st, we're paying tribute to Jim and Sandy Klein. Uh, those are always marquee events when we have the tribute races. They're always um, super cool to, um, you know, meet uh, the drivers and team owners beforehand, and we do interviews and everything. And it's it's a super fun atmosphere for those. Um, we have Speed Week, uh, obviously, so starting June. Uh, the 23rd, we have our, our, we're kicking off speed week. And then we have on June 30th, it's the Midsmith Memorial unsanctioned $20,000 to win, which is going to be awesome.
3: Yeah, man. I think that's the neat Uh, part about the Doug Ash tribute race. Oh my gosh. They better have some beer out at (laughs) the Tilton Hilton. If that's the night, that's for sure. I have had more great conversations with Doug Ash out at the Tilton Hilton out there off from turn number three. Um, I love. I saw that was added to the schedule, and I just I, I love that. Doug Ash, just one of my favorite people. That is so cool. And 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 really, Liam, you've mentioned that you've already mentioned Mitch Smith, Jim and Sandy Klein, Doug Ash, and throughout the season, that's one of the things I really love about Williams Grove is you're constantly striving. You're 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 building programs. You're putting more money into it. But you guys also do a really really nice job paying tribute to the past as well with all these tribute races. It's really neat. The balance. It's got to be neat for you. You're a younger guy. It's got to be neat for you to kind of delve into the history of that place as well.
5: Yeah, it's absolutely amazing the amount of history that we uh, that we have here at Williams Grove, second to none. Um, you know, just the amount of names that have, you know, graced our winner's list and people that have set foot on the speedway and raced around here. It's just incredible to see, you know, names like, you know, Ted Horn, A.J. Foy, um, you know, Mario Andretti's race here. It's just amazing. It's amazing to
4: see, honestly. It really is. Going back to uh, this weekend's opener, it is St. Patrick's Day on Friday. I I mean, I can't believe that anyone needs another excuse to drink beer at Williams Grove Speedway.
5: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a perfect uh, perfect excuse to come out, come out to the race, have a beer or two. Um, you know, the atmosphere second to
3: none. It'll be the biggest St. Patrick's Day party. You're right. I hadn't even thought yeah, about that. This, man, I'm in yeah, this Those now. poor people in Boston that used to have the biggest St. Patrick's yeah. Day party, they're second this year. <laughs> I mean, you know, wherever wherever the Irish celebrate St. Patrick's Day, well, congratulations. You're the second biggest party in America this year because the first one is Williams Grove Speedway and specifically turn number three, <laughs> Beer Hill on real. Liam, I'm telling you, I'm so pumped up about the season there, what you guys have going on. I love the uh, the evolution of the racetrack, the continued uh, progress you guys are making and we appreciate you taking some time here today and joining us here on Wing Nation and uh, we wish you the best on Friday and then throughout the year. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate you having me on. There we go. Liam Tenza joining us here on the program. You know, I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, that article in Area Auto Racing News really got me thinking a lot. You know, there's a lot of things said about Williams Grove Speedway. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good things said about Williams Grove Speedway, and there's a lot of not-so-good things said about Williams Grove Speedway. When you sit back and you think about what a treasure this place is, yeah, how this place has been the leader in sprint car racing. There's other tracks that you can say the same thing about. yeah, But they have been right there with, mm-hmm. with the biggest tracks across the country. Yeah. That the biggest tracks across the country don't get the poo-pooing sometimes that Williams-Groves gets, you know, and everything yeah, the like history. that. The, the 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 history, and when you look at it, and it's one thing I've had some great conversations with Fred Raymer about it. And, you know, and, and Fred, is, Fred can be the sport's biggest critic at times. <laughs> but one of the things that's been so consistent with Fred is – Williams Grove is always trying to give us more money. They're always trying to raise yeah. the purse. They're always trying to do. And we were talking, I think, about the Hoosier Diamond series at that time. And he says, Man, we were sitting there one night and there was 19 sprint cars there, okay? On a Friday night. And Fred's like, Man, these people, these, these, these people, these, these fellow teams, it's like this track is trying to give us more money and we've got to support it. And so Williams Grove, what a treasure. You know, what a what a fantastic place it is. Yeah, and I is. can't imagine how bonkers it's going to be on Friday night. <laughs> I just can't even imagine Me what either. that's going to be like. My
4: brother's going. My brother's going? Yeah, my brother and niece and nephew are going. I'm my jealous. My gosh. I think they're going down for a track meet or something. You know, something my niece has going on or wherever it is. But they happen to get tickets and they're going.
3: Wow. Man, lucky, lucky, folks. That's for sure. Friday night, World of Outlaws, opening night, first time in the history. Beer Hill, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Woo! Man, oh man, there are going to be some hurting people on Mm -hmm. Saturday morning, Mm -hmm. and there's going to be a World of Outlaw or Pennsylvania Posse driver that has just conquered. Williams Grove Speedway. Great, great stuff. Appreciate Liam joining us. Stay with us. When we come back, we're going to talk Hall of Fame with uh, 2023 inductee Joey Saldana. He joins us next. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit. Nationals. Pickoff for the Sage Fruit gadget Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shops and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com.
1: The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic National Open Sprint Car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. Swing Nation.
3: We are so so happy to. Uh, we were so happy in December when we saw this. Yes. Okay. We were pumped about this when we saw it in September. They or in December they did a little different this year. Mm-hmm. They unveiled the 2023 class of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame out in Knoxville, Iowa, and on that list, Joey Saldana, who joins us now on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Hello, Joey. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Good, uh, Joey. Um. Your thoughts when uh, Bob Baker or someone from out there gave you the call and told you you were going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame and join your father in the Hall of Fame as well?
2: Um, pretty surreal. Um, I never considered myself a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, like for me, uh, obviously my dad or Lee Osborne, Doug Wolfgang, Steve Kinzer, In my mind, those guys are the the Hall of Famers. So. Yeah, when Bob Baker calls you up and says, hey, uh, you know, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame, it's very surreal. Um, I always wanted to, you know, be uh, a Knoxville Nationals champion uh, with my dad. He won it in 1970 and tried really hard to do that, never achieved that. So in my mind, I felt like I never did enough in racing. And then when you step away for a while and then you get the phone call like, hey, you did enough to make the Hall of Fame and you always thought you never did enough, it's it's pretty cool when your peers and, and, and the board and the Hall of Fame vote you in on what you did through your career. It was very humbling, and uh, I'm very honored to be a part of it.
4: Joey, when you look back through your career, we could list the statistics of your wins and your championships and all the things that you did, but yeah. what are some of the highlights when you look back, and now, like you said, you've been away from it for a few years and you can reflect on it. What are some of the things that you take away from your illustrious career?
2: Uh, well, I mean, you were a racer, you know, it, you always think of the things you didn't do. <laughs> um, it's so, it, it's hard to get them out of your mind. Like for uh-huh. me, it's, I, I, I find it hard to look at, you know, what I did. Cause I always, like I said, I felt like I didn't do enough. I felt like I had great opportunities to win a championship and, uh, and, and to win a nationals and, and didn't, didn't do it either. I didn't come through or something happened. So you know, you look back, and then you're like, "Oh man, I won to, you know over 100 outlaw races or seven. Maybe I did enough. And at the end of the day, winning the races got me in the Hall of Fame. So nothing's you know really specific um, except winning, and winning's what they looked at. And uh, you know, like I'm going in with Chad Kim and he's a numerous time All Star champion, and uh, I never achieved that. I I, I was close second in the points there, second in the outlaws, and I never achieved that ultimate goal of winning an an outlaw championship or a Knoxville Nationals, but I won big races and and I won enough that it got recognized, and uh, to be able to go in your first year, obviously we did enough, and I think you just, it's hard to think what you did specifically because for me it was just looking back on what I should have done or could have done and didn't do, but but when I look back now, I am definitely honored that I got to be a full-time race car driver and I got to drive for some great teams. And, and if it wasn't for the teams and the sponsors and the, and the crews and everybody that, you know, was involved in my career for 25-plus years, I would have never got the opportunity to be in the Hall of Fame. And, and now that I'm in the Hall of Fame with my dad, that's even more special. Because I, I always wanted to be in because of the Knoxville Nationals and to go in as the Hall of Famer. Uh, I never thought of that through my career. Like, I never thought about a Hall of Fame because I never thought, you know, I just never could put my, my face or myself with that category of them guys. They're just elite guys. So, um, like I said, it's for real now as it was the day he called me and told me. So, I'm very honored and I'm looking forward to to the USAC show there in Knoxville, June 2nd and 3rd. I got a lot of friends coming and my family's going to go. So, it just needs to to look back and go, man. I, I guess I did enough. And at the end of the day, the Hall of Fame is where you want to be, and we made it.
3: Yeah, uh, you 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 did enough. You talk about some of the big wins: two time Kings Royal winner, two time Gold Cup winner. But I, I want to go back, and I, I guess I. And part of it is me not being sprint car oriented until the last twelve years or so doing Wing Nation. Nineteen ninety-five, you set a record with the All Stars, eighteen wins, a record that still stands. And and that was fairly early in your career. What what do you recall of that year and, and the accomplishments you did that year and going to the track and seeming like you were going to win every time? What was that like as a at that point a younger race car driver?
2: Um you know I, I that year I also won my first outlaw win, and i and that put me on the map i think with with other you know elite race car drivers that you know maybe I should go run the outlaws mm. but at the time i was I was way too young to just I was either winning or crashing, and I did a lot of crashing I mean we won a lot, but I also crashed a lot. I remember you know guys like kenny jacobs and and uh Kevin Huntley and Frankie Kerr. Kelly Kinzer, Randy Kinzer, I mean, they were the guys that taught me how to race and be a race car driver. Um, And winning against a group like that, it can only make you better. And they made me into an outlaw caliber driver that I got to spend 18 years racing with the outlaws. So um, that year was just, it was just perfect, you know. But the cool part back then is I built my own cars. Mm. Uh, We had dirty engines, but we built our own engines in-house it was just crazy how times have changed and you can't do any of that anymore it seems, but I think it made me a better race car driver. And it allowed me to be a professional race car driver, you know, for 25 plus years because of learning from guys like Lee Osborne and John Godfrey and Donnie Ray Everett, And, and it allowed me to learn the race car and be a part of it. And I think that's what helped me win that record wins with the all-stars and my first outlaw win. Um, was just the people that I was surrounded with, which which was because of my dad. My dad's historic career opened the doors for me with gentlemen like that that, that allowed me to go learn from them and teach me how to be a race car driver. And And I'm always indebted to them guys. Uh, Lee Osborne's probably one of my idols, of all idols. Uh, he's built a couple of hot rods for me, and, and he's just the ultimate. He's the one that got Jeff Gordon racing, and uh, I feel got him into being who he was and uh, luckily he was a part of my career.
4: Joey, that was going to be, you know, part of my next question is the people that you surrounded yourself with, the amazing team owners that you had throughout your career. When you, when you look back now and reflect on the people you had the opportunity to work with and learn from and, and drive for, uh, how cool is that to now have the time to, to appreciate and, and hopefully, you know, have all those wonderful memories of some of the best in the sport.
2: Um, It's, for real, I mean it's it's crazy. I mean, I got to drive for Gary Stanton, mm-hmm. uh, Dennis Ross, um, Casey Kane, uh, Larry Woodward, uh, Dan Moder, um, Art Went, uh, Steve Mox, um, Kevin Rudine. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so many people um, spent so much money. I think mean, that's one thing too. Is when you look back to the years, you're like, man these people believed in me and allowed me to be a race car driver and spent so much money and put people around me and did what it took to race and uh, be competitive at a high level. I think that's why the biggest thing is looking back at the the amount of money it takes to be competitive and what these guys sacrificed for me to be a race car driver, Uh, especially like Dan Motter. You know, he gave me towards the end of my career three good years and did everything he could financially to make it happen. it just never happened. And it ended up, you know, hurt him financially. Um, Guys just do everything they can to be a part of the sport. And um, the driver gets all the accolades, but there's so many people behind the scenes that make it happen. Not only the the owners and the sponsors, but the crew guys. I mean, they work night in and night Mm -hmm. out, 24-7 on the road, and it's hard, very, very hard. And, uh, you know, you never could thank all the guys that were a part of that for me. And they're still out there beating up and down the road for guys to be successful. And it's cool to sit back and watch and and see it. Um, Like I said, today I'm building the oil tank for for Tommy Ryder and Ryder Engines. Uh, I'm I'm not a part of Dennis Roth anymore, but I got to build the the oil tank that was on McFadden's car, that one for Toyota and Dennis. And so uh, there's a little part of me out there racing every Outlaw show and All-Star show. So it's neat to be a part of that. And, and be able to race with my son a little bit. He's going to college, but, but I'm still not totally away from racing. I get my stick, and, uh, and I enjoy that part that I, I can stay a part of it and still kind of stay up to date with what's going on. And, and I, I, enjoy, I, mean, I, I enjoy being home, but I do miss racing. I mean, sprint cars are the ultimate race cars, and they are so fun to drive. That's probably the biggest thing is just missing driving a 900-horsepower sprint car on dirt is just
3: crazy. Yeah. Really, truly is. I, I look at your generation, or the. I, I kind of put you in the same category. Paul McMahon, of course, was was was, was your best friend out there on the road. Going, Darren Pittman, and mm-hmm. the thing the three of you have in common post driving career, or uh, every once in a while you come back. Darren still comes back every once in a while. Is that you've been able to maintain a presence in the sport, Darren, with his company, Paul, with, uh, with 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 where he's working down there in Nashville, and you, like you say, you part of part of you is on the cars. How how rewarding has that been to be able to? Keep your hands in the sport that you love so much, and uh, and to have a piece of your car on the 100th winning car for Dennis Roth, how important has that been for you as you as you've weaned yourself out of the driver's seat?
1: Oh, it's
2: very important because I I never I never wanted to do like a farewell tour. Or nothing. I never, you know, I'm not that type of person. You know, I just kind of slide out. You know, I don't want people to really know I'm here or there. You know, I just kind of went in and did my thing and. And, uh, and it's either good enough or it's not. And, and so the oil tank thing kind of fits my mold really well. I just kind of luckily John Godfrey had a company that I I got from him and it just snowballed into the best thing I ever could have accomplished. And and outside of driving is building oil tanks for some of the baddest guys out there. Donnie shot is one of them. I get to be a part of his team every weekend and it's an honor being on his car. Here he's my, biggest competition through my career always trying to be him and now i'm a part of his race team so just seeing these guys run my product and run well is very rewarding especially if i can't be racing them
4: Joey, when you mentioned Reese in college, I, that kind of blows me away. Feeling a little old over here. But I want to talk about your family. Shannon and the boys have been a huge part of your career and been by your side the whole time. How neat is it now to be able to step away a little bit from racing and get to spend some more time with them and with helping Reese in his driving career?
2: Well, I mean, I think me and Reese take it, or at least I take it with Reese, totally different than what my dad took it with me. My, with my dad, it was you know do you want to go to college you want to you want to race I chose racing um I didn't you know I had one or the other was my choice I, I chose racing luckily it paid off and it's as you know racing is not easy and it's hard to be a part of that and um luckily it paid off for me and it worked out I didn't have to go to college but I, I feel like Reese and in today's world with racing and where he's at knowledge wise he's he's a dual major mechanical engineering uh, scholarship at Butler University, and we're so proud of that and what he can do outside of racing or be a part of racing. Uh, he could work at Ganassi or an Andretti as an intern. Um, you know, so he could be an engineer in, in that form of racing, or he can come and race, you know, he can do whatever he wants to do. I never had that opportunity to do both. And I just feel like for him, Ryan Newman did pretty good. He went to college as an engineer at Butler at uh, Purdue, and uh, he's pretty successful what he wanted to do. So, I think if Reese puts his mind to it, he can do whatever he wants. He can be an owner if he plays his cards right and have his own race team. But just, just cool to sit back and watch my kids grow. Obviously, Reagan's seven years younger than Reese, so you know he's still sixth grade. We get to go to his baseball or football, and just enjoying everything that I really didn't get to enjoy with Reese because of racing. And then you know I got to miss the early years of Reagan because I was racing. So. It's just nice to stay home and actually be a dad. and But luckily racing paved that way for me that I could do that and, and retire and and, and be a, a stay-at-home dad. I don't know if Shannon likes it all the time. I'm sure sometimes she wishes I was out on the road. <laughs> but, but, we, but I think she loves the fact that I can be a dad because um, she was, I mean, really, if you're a race car driver, as you, you're a stay-at-home mom. I mean, that's what she was. She was a single mom, you know, and, you know, you're sending checks home. So she can pay the bills and and that's hard. And uh and she sacrificed a lot to me to pro- be a professional race car driver. So um in a way you're just trying to give back and she's she works at the school in town and and I think a lot of it is just for her self worth. You know, I tell her she doesn't have to work, but I think it's just something for her to give her you know, she's always done everything for me and now it's time for her to do something for her and it's just it's neat for them to do what they want to do and not have to do what's expected of them because I'm racing. So um, just trying to do what I'm supposed to do. Um, And I I felt like my career was where I needed to retire and step away. It was just getting hard for me to find good quality rides. And if I was going to sacrifice racing and being away, I wanted it to be worthwhile. I didn't want to race just to race. Um, So if I couldn't do it at a high level, I didn't want to do it
3: yeah yeah it's a good the the dynamic the family dynamic that that dynamic has always fascinated to me uh just how that has played out. The other dynamic that to me has had to be one of the biggest challenges is when you and the McMahons getting together, <laughs> keeping Jan and Shannon out of jail and out of trouble um is that still you still you still able to maintain some kind of law and order when the two of those two get together
2: well I honestly, I wish they could get together more often. Um, they deserve each other more often, you know, just their friendship. Um, I think Paul and me were kind of forced into our friendship as racers and competitors. Yeah. It's hard to be friends, you know, cause I want to be Paul. He wants to beat me, but they were such good friends that it kind of forced me and Paul to be best friends and it worked out, you know, we could actually be friends and separate the racing from friendship. And I think in racing, that's so hard to do to separate it. Um, and we seem to, to do that. Um, and we're still friends today, and um, we appreciate and love their friendship, and we realize how important it is, because in racing it's hard to continue a friendship way past racing. And uh, I foresee us, uh, you know, growing old together and going to our Cabo and Cancun trips and doing whatever and just enjoying ourselves and, and uh, our friendship.
3: Well, I'm telling you what, Joey. It has been an amazing journey, mm-hmm. and the sprint car racing part of it will be uh, part of it will be celebrated coming up in June with the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame inductions. Congratulations on the induction, and as always, Joey. Every time we dial you up, you've just been such a wonderful friend to us here on Wing Nation. We appreciate the time today and, and sharing a little of your time.
2: Yes, yeah, thank you. When, you. when you quit racing, it's out of sight, out of mind. So. When I when you guys sent me that text to be on your show, I was quite honored. So thank you for thinking of me, and we appreciate it.
3: You got it. Thanks, Joey. We'll talk to you again. All right. Bye. Wow, Joey Saldana, um, Hall of Fame driver. More importantly, Hall of Fame man. Yeah. I mean, you just you unpack everything that he talked about, and and everything he lived, and the way he mm-hmm. lived. Um, and then listening to him talk about Shannon, and, and now he's the yeah. stay-at-home dad and everything like that. It is great to be a Hall of Fame racer, uh, but it's even better to be a Hall of Fame person. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Joey's always been that way. Man, yeah. I remember when I first started this running thing, he was, I think, the first driver that reached out to me and said, Hey, do you do this? Do you do that? Do you do? And he, and he didn't have to do it, yeah. but it was just he was one of the first people and it's just the kind of person he is. Yeah. Just a great. It's been hero.
4: really nice to get to know him through Wing Nation and through Shannon and after racing with him, because being a competitor with Joey was not uh, Oh, I can not imagine always easy. not I think, one that you
3: want to be a competitor Yeah, with. I
4: remember him ripping me once at uh, Lebanon Valley Speedway years ago. But, you know, it, it's an honor to have gotten to know him as a person and away from the track a little yeah. bit. And, and I've always loved Shannon and the family. They're just, I mean, you could tell in the interview, they're solid people.
3: The other thing that strikes me about that, and then we'll step away and get back to the show, is um we did uh we had Joe Saldana on Wing Nation our television show probably three or four years ago, and sent a text and Craig dialed him up, and if I'm not mistaken, he didn't answer the first time and it might have taken five or ten minutes. And uh, uh he's like, Yeah, hey and he said, sorry, uh they have rental properties around there. And they had an air conditioning unit in one of the apartments had gone bad, and Joe was working oh, on yeah. that. And here's Joey, uh, one of Tommy Ryder's oil coolers, right in the middle of that, but takes the time to call. us. So it's just I love they're so hands-on and just so real. Humble, humble and life just keeps going. And um, Joe, the same way, was so appreciative that we called him. We had called him. The premise of the call with Joe was he was the – the furthest back winner of the Knoxville Nationals mm-hmm. that, was, that was still with us, that's still alive, and he was a great, wonderful, wonderful guest, one of our favorite shows. And, but he, we had to drag him from out from under the uh, air conditioning unit. We had to Joey drag, uh, drag Joey in from uh, working on the oil cooler. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Good stuff, that's for sure. Stay with us. We'll be back with more Wing Nation in just a moment. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS energy drinks. Sprint cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Net. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shops and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday,
1: Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world. Featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com.
3: Lots of sprint car talk here. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame birthday calendar. I always, I always, uh, it's it's fascinating. This falls every year about the same time. Later this week, um, Ralph Capitani, Marion Robinson, Danny Smith. How about that for a Wednesday list? (laughs) Wednesday's birthdays. Ralph Capitani, Marion Robinson, and Danny Smith. Uh, Chet Gardner, Dean Thompson later this week. Andy Granatelli later this week. Yesterday would have been the, worth, the birthday of William Windy McDonald. And I do not go to Phoenix Raceway without thinking about Manzanita. Manzanita. And I don't think about Manzanita without the baritone, mm-hmm. incredible announcer voice of Windy McDonald. Rarely do I think of the name J.J. Yaley without that. That first yep. time I went, to, um, went out there... Um, just the vibrato that Wendy had when he announced and now coming up to speed on the backstretch, and it was a J, J, <laughs> Yaley. You know, it wasn't J, J. Yeah. It was J, J, Yaley. And about that time, then Yaley, and of course, you know, J.J.'s NASCAR career hasn't been, It's he's been a, has a solid, strong career, long-term career, yeah. but when he was there, when he came in from USAC, he was the man. He was. And, and so Wendy gets about turn three, J., J., Yaley. J.J. gets to the middle of turns three and four and proceeds to put that non-wing sprint car up on the right rear and carry it all the way to the flag stand <laughs> on one wheel down the front straightaway. And I'm sitting there, my eyeballs are this big. Crowd's going bonkers, Wendy's going bonkers, and it's just like, holy cow, what? I'm watching single car qualifying. And if they said, that's the show, I'd be like, man, thank you very much. Can I pay to get out of here? Because I, I I should pay twice for that. Uh, but it's the whole atmosphere. So, Wendy yeah. Mc- and this is what I love about the Hall of Fame, the Sprint Car Hall of Fame, is that um whether it's uh, the drivers like Joey Saldana that are going to be inducted or people that create the experience like Wendy McDonald did. Yeah. Wendy McDonald, man, I've gone back to YouTube. I've heard some of his videos. And I get chills as an announcer. Yeah. I get chills because those are the guys – that allowed guys like me, and then all the kids that are coming up through the ranks. Those are the guys that created that. They created the job, created the role, created yep. the model, created the, the the fact that you're 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 part of the show. You know, uh, I always think you know Johnny Gibson is such an integral part of the world of Outlaw show. Yeah, um, an announcer, a good announcer, Blake Anderson and Tony Bachoven and Brian Hobart and all of our friends. Uh, Brian Lisky does such a great job. Uh, they're such great big parts of the show. Uh, And it was a guy like Wendy McDonald who was doing this before we even talked about the Mm -hmm. show, uh, talked about anything. And so it's so cool that they're all inducted uh, in the Sprint Car Hall of Fame. I'm going to go. When I get done here, I'm going back to my – I'm (laughs) going to punch on YouTube and get a couple Wendy McDonald calls because I'm telling you, it just is – it's fascinating. It really is. And what we hope is fascinating is this coming weekend's races, Mm -hmm. okay? Fingers crossed. I was uh, glad we talked to Liam there earlier, and I'm glad it seems like maybe we have a good weather forecast. Uh, for Friday night. World of Outlaw, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, Williams Grove, and then I'm equally as pumped Saturday night. They're down at the fabulous Lincoln Speedway. And the way Freddie Raymer's getting around there now, there may be a a posse lynching down there. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm telling you, be no shock if the World of Outlaws get it would be no shock if the World of Outlaws came in there and swept it, and it'd be no shock if the World of Outlaws come in there and yeah. left Pennsylvania with their tail between their legs. Yeah, um, and it's also the first run with this new Hoosier tire, and there's been no practice, no testing, no anything allowed with this new Hoosier tire. Yeah, Justin Fiedler had a, he was last week he broke it all down. They're literally distributing them. I think they were supposed to do it, but I think that it's got postponed to keep things to keep things fair. I don't think they're distributing the tires until Thursday up at um, Mid-America. Who's your Mid-America up in Baltimore? So because all of the World of Outlaw and Pennsylvania teams are up there, they didn't want either side testing and getting an advantage. And so, yeah, it is. It's fascinating. It really is. I understand not getting an advantage, but I also understand the risk of of, and the the plan was oh, the, to put the, the plan was to put the new tires on Port Royal. Yeah, and I'm like, well, at least it's not a big, fast half mile where they're testing the sidewalls on on the barrier. Yeah, you know, now just we're going to go to Williams Grove, giant
4: paperclip where your yeah. straightaways are a mile long.
3: Yeah, so I mean, you, you got to bring them out sometime, and you want an equal distribution of them. So I understand the system and the methodology. It just adds to the fascination. It, yeah, that's it, it's 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 adds. It's another layer of Friday night.
4: Yeah, that
3: is a big layer. It's a big layer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stay tuned and see what happens with it. So fun stuff. And uh, hopefully over in Ohio, they get started this weekend. Attica's already canceled. They were supposed to have an yeah. opener. But Ohio Valley Sprint Car Association down at Atomic Speedway on Saturday night. So fingers crossed we have 410 Sprint Car Racing this weekend. Um, it's cool. It's cool. It's really cool. And, man, I just... I just love that we are just right out of the barrel launching Posse versus Outlaw. Yeah. We're not waiting until May. We're coming right out of the barrel. So, fingers crossed, we get a good old healthy dose of that at uh, Williams Grove in Lincoln. So, fun stuff. Fun stuff. So, I'm um, headed to um, Atlanta this weekend, headed down there for the truck race on nice. Saturday. That's about it. So, quiet weekend. Quiet Head weekend. to the beach. Headed to the beach.
4: Kate's spring break sneaking away oh, to the beach for a few good days. Oh, good for you. Good and for you. like enjoying the beach it's not going to be 700 events, which I'm not complaining about, no, but this but, is uh, the real break.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and you're not taking Ken Schrader with you for story uh, hours. No. I
4: no, I I love Schrader, but he is not he's not coming. Not coming to the beach no, trip, no, that's no, for no. sure. No. He stuff. would enjoy the beach trip too much.
3: Yes. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. No <laughs> doubt about it. So, uh fun stuff. You mentioned yeah. I I just you mentioned um Jeff Gordon. Man, I'll tell you what. As a guy as an MRN pit reporter covering Hendrick Motorsports, I love the way he is embracing his role yeah. there. Now, he might be telling you guys something totally different. No. I am telling he's you. He's all in. He is all in. Yeah. You can just tell he is engaged in this thing. Um, I and mean,
4: he he jokes about, you know, now he has a real job and he has to get up early and it's, you know, a little lifestyle change. He, but Well,
3: he's into it. Yeah, he is. He is into it. And CNN and, and all the Hendrick cars, he was really... Um, the NASCAR story, those of you that don't follow it, uh, Chase Elliott broke his leg. Yeah. Josh Berry coming up. Which, of up course, happened
4: in the middle of all of our. Oh, you that's know, right. <laughs> oh, that's right. You middle of a press there. conference and John Edwards is looking at his phone. and. Oh, my yeah. God. I didn't even yeah. think
3: about that with Jeff because Jeff was down there with you guys. Yeah. And Amelia Allen when Chase Friday. Yeah, yeah, last Friday. Oh, my God. Yeah, you had quite a vantage point. Um, <laughs> Jeff was so. um Such a great person for Josh Berry, who is the fill-in driver. Josh had only ran that he 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 dropped into that generation, that new generation race car the first time in practice at Vegas. This last week they had some sim time and everything. Yeah, but they had that test session and Josh or Jeff was just really embracing the challenge of putting his arms around Josh and saying, "Okay, let's go. This let's do this and that." And tenth place finish. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I love, you mentioned Jeff earlier I thought about it. I, I really, he is, he appears to be just loving this Yeah. roll up his sleeves and let's make these four cars going good. And. One of our sprint car guys. Mm-hmm. He's one of our guys. Yeah, so.
4: talked a lot about sprint cars actually in Amelia Island. He was oh, giving I'm John Pickford sure a lot of credit and his World of Outlaw days. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure he did. Yeah. yeah, he gave some a
3: really. I think I think we're at such a neat spot with the sport globally overall, mm-hmm. and uh, now we just need to get the rain away so we can go racing. Exactly, and we can get racing, and so you can go to uh, the Justin Peck, the Justin mm. Peck hauler yeah. and get some Wing Nation gear. Uh, Sky has been; she's got it ordered. She's got it ready to go, and you can go to ShopWingNation.com, but you can go to wherever the Tom Book Motorsports hauler is and see Sky and get your Wing Nation gear. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We have a YouTube page. Wow. Coming up this weekend, we we already recorded this, Wing Nation TV presented by Sage Fruit Wednesday night on Rev, Friday afternoon on Mav, Cole Macedo. What a fantastic young man that is. What an interview we had, Ashley and I had with yeah. him. What, I mean, you were, folks, if you you're going to love learning more about Cole Mosedale. Um, and he's probably, if you have a, face, a favorite race car driver whose name is not Cole Macedo, he's probably going to spend some time beating your favorite race car driver, but yeah. what a fine young guy. Man, I'm telling you what, we had a great time, so you can catch that. Wing Nation TV presented by uh, Sage Fruit on Rev Wednesday Night Mav on Friday afternoon. So we truly appreciate it. it was great to have Liam Tenza on. Mm-hmm. Never had met Liam before, so it was great to have someone yeah. new on, And then a guy that we have so much respect for, Joey Saldana. Great to have him on as well. But more importantly, more important than all of that, and, 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 I, and the words flow off my tongue, and I say it every week, and but I sincerely mean it. More important than all of that, those of you that listen, those of you that watch, subscribe to the channel, follow along, tweet it out, spread the gospel. That's how all the kids do it these days with these podcasts. Spread the word. Thank you for joining us this week on Wing Nation.